The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey, it's time for more. Let's get to it. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, the fan's truest on up NFL insider. Joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line on every Wednesday here on the Buck Baloo Show, and we certainly appreciate that. Mort, you're coming on on a big day. Tom Brady's retired again. Yes, he has, and this time for good, uh, Buck. And and it's a it's a moment we'll mark on our calendars. And I think obviously, I don't think it's a coincidence that he chose February first to release his video. Uh, announcing his retirement because he did that a year ago on February 1st. So it's kind of, and as he said, I'm retiring uh, for good. That was what he said today. Can we believe so, that? Yeah, oh, we definitely can believe that. I mean, you know, listen, this this has been a rough year. And, and I, I think as uh, one of my colleagues, Jeff uh, Darlington, who lives down in South Florida where Tom is going to be making his home, uh, said that, you know, he, the guy was thoroughly exhausted. And I mean, going through a divorce, like right as the season is beginning, as as it happened, and Tom is a great father. He's very close to his kids. Uh, They're going to be in South Florida. That's why I thought uh, all the talk about, oh, it's Las Vegas Raiders, the 49ers, now that Brock Purdy got hurt, as if that would be a factor whether Brady would want, you know, whether the 49ers would take Brady. Of course they would have. But it was always, listen, he, he just put his kids in school, enrolled them in school down in South Florida. Uh, and you know, to think he would have played elsewhere, I think, was ignoring some simple facts that, listen, he is, he is a great father. He's a devoted father. And uh, he was exhausted in every way possible. And I still think it's amazing that at 45 years old, in terms of throwing the football buck, he could still throw the football as if he was 22 years old. Mort, I mentioned out of the top of the show that what I'll remember about Brady is his legacy to me, to all these other young quarterbacks out there, is you don't have to be some world-class athlete to play the position of quarterback. I mean, he, to me, uh, that's his legacy. Uh, Short to intermediate, he was surgeon-like. He uh, could identify coverage before and after the snap. He got the ball out on time. He threw it accurately. Uh, high-level competitor, uh, a guy that prepared uh, probably harder than any other quarterback that I've observed through the years. It's not the stats that impress me. It's those things. How about you? Well, I'm with you. Yeah, the stats, I don't even look at the stats. I Listen, any quarterback that played until he's 45 and started all those years. There you go. He missed. It's going to have those stats. Those seven Super Bowl rings, we can talk. Yes, there you go. But, you know, I think people forget a few things about Tom. Not that he was the 199th pick in, in, in his draft, uh, being one of them. But he, wa- he he went to Michigan and was the seventh-string quarterback of Michigan. 
seventh string and had to work his way up and then basically, you know, started his last two years. But really, that was even a battle because there was this, everybody had a thing for the home state uh, uh, product, uh, Drew Henson. But Tom eventually prevailed. I, I, I remember watching in the Orange Bowl when he beat Alabama, Michigan did. And thinking, man, that guy's that guy's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, he's a he's a last day pick or a sixth or seventh rounder, fifth rounder. Uh, I, I will say there were some some coaches that I know that had different opinions that he should have been drafted higher. Doesn't matter. Tom proved you can overcome so much, and and also I would say drafted by the perfect team with the Patriots because that was a team that had already been to a Super Bowl, you know, with when Phil Parcells was the coach, with a lot of the same players, and they had a defense and uh, that would allow him to nurture Tom while he replaced Drew Bledsoe to really start his trek, and ultimately he became what we what we saw in his prime. And uh, what a pleasure. I will say this about him as a man. Uh, I've said this before, and somebody misinterpreted it uh, a long time ago. I said, you know, as a quarterback, he's a fierce, fierce competitor. As a man, he's one of the sweetest men I have ever met. Huh. All right, yeah, so big story of the day. There you go right there. Uh, some other big stories breaking around there. Uh, people hiring coaches, and the Panthers settled on Frank Reich, who uh, highly thought of, it seems like, more around the league, but took him over Wilkes, and I saw where David Tepper, the owner up there, said they're going to break up the old boys club. As far as only uh, three black coaches, uh, head coaches in the National Football League, and then he goes out and hires Frank Reich. Uh, sort of mixed messages there. But wasn't the uh, the deal in Charlotte was they wanted to go with an offensive-minded coach, and that's that's what it seems yeah. like most of these people hiring now are looking at. Yeah, even though we have great examples of guys who were, quote, defensive coaches having tremendous success, uh, the final four uh, coaches were all on the offensive side of the ball, which I think cemented in Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers' vine, that that you know he wanted an offensive guy. And the guy he probably preferred, based off what I I know from good sources, was Ben Johnson, the 37 year old uh, or 36 year old, 37 year old offensive coordinator of the Lions. But Ben, and I think wisely so, chose to stay with Detroit for another year. That's a name to remember. And then it was a matter, okay, search for a coach. Wilkes was in the mix. There was even some discussion internally about whether they could get Wilkes, just get promote Wilkes to be a permanent head coach and hire Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. I think Reich probably would have ended up with the charges as offensive coordinator had that happened. More, what do you tell the guy wandering out there why they continue to hire these young, white Offensive coordinators as head coaches, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious they can design an offense. But I wonder, too, can they lead? Can they lead a group of men? Most of these owners and people hiring, they don't have any idea if they can do that or not. Well, I, I used a little note uh, this past Sunday on uh, ESPN NFL Countdown, which was uh, you know, before the Bengals-Chiefs game, obviously, that uh, I, I don't know that people realize that neither – Andy Reid, nor Zach Taylor, was ever a coordinator in the NFL before they became a head coach. Yeah. Andy Reid was a quarterback coach with the Packers, and Zach Taylor was a quarterback coach uh, with the Rams. They were never coordinators. So, you know, you've got to identify some special qualities in these guys, uh, CEO types, 
And at the same time, you know, people believe the offense is more sophisticated than the defense and that the offense ever breaks down, you know, the guy, the guy can step in. But I agree with you. You know, it's like it's, you need a leader, and, and the leader needs to be a guy who can recognize other good coaches and put together a great staff. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, yeah, listen, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think I don't know anybody who, who understands football that would disagree with you. More this part of the country uh, here in uh, the Bulldog Nation area, everybody wondering about their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, uh, interviewed with the Ravens reportedly, and then the Bucks uh, yesterday, as I understand it. Uh, what are you hearing? What do you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, what we're hearing is, you know, is that I think people are expecting Todd Munkin to, to, to get offered the Buccaneers offensive coordinator's job, but it's just one of those things where we're waiting. If that's going to happen, it should happen immediately, like soon. Uh, I would say this is a good week because there's no real game. Uh, there is no real Pro Bowl game, as you know. And so you're not taking that away from the headlines. I would think Munkin with the Buccaneers is a natural, and I, I heard that they he interviewed extremely well. So I'll be surprised if the uh, Bulldogs are not. Uh, replacing their offensive coordinator. Yeah, promoting Mike Bobo at that uh, point in time, as I understand it. But it just seems like to me, though, with Monken, there's so much uncertainty, both with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and now who's the quarterback in Tampa? Is it Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask, Anthony Richardson? To me, that would signify these are bad fits right now for Todd Monken. Yeah, no, I think you make a good point. uh, And I think they would probably... But you can't rule out Derek Carr. I mean, you know, uh, or, or one of the other guys right. could break uh, one of the other veteran players. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's something you got to measure. But you've also been to the mountaintop twice now with Georgia, and he's had plenty of time in the NFL, and uh, sounds like he'd like another go around. Wouldn't be interviewing if he didn't. All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Sean Payton taking the Denver yeah. job. Uh, Russell Wilson must be thrilled. Got sacked 55 times last season. They were totally inept. He had to be embarrassed. This is good news for Russell Wilson, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And, and Sean will put together a heck of a staff. Yeah, he's going to pay a lot of money. Uh, but you know, Sean's got an interesting career. Uh, or, you know, I, I remember when in 2003, after being the Giants' uh, offensive coordinator, uh, he was offered a, a job by the Arizona Cardinals to be the full offensive coordinator. In other words, he would call plays and everything. But he chose to go be a quarterback's coach under Bill Parcells instead because he wanted to learn those leadership qualities that you were talking about under a master coach in Parcells. And that showed me something about the guy. I'll give you one other interesting stat that I think Russell Wilson should appreciate. Sean Payton believes in running the football. You know, Russell Wilson was at his best when with the Seahawks when the Seahawks ran the football. And I think that's going to be important. We think of Sean and Drew Brees and all the passing yards. But Sean believes in running the football. And why shouldn't he? Because at one time he was the San Diego State running backs coach. And you know he coached for two years? Marshall Falk. He understands a great back and a great running game when he sees one and knows one. More, we were texting back and forth earlier this week when the news on Stetson Bennett's arrest came down. It's a shame, I've talked about it earlier this week, that 
he didn't accept that late invitation to go to the Senior Bowl, uh, could have avoided this embarrassing arrest that he had in Dallas. How much do you think this hurts him? Uh, I think it does hurt him. I mean, listen, uh, there may be everybody in the NFL, coaches, owners, GMs, uh, whatever. Listen, they all have people in their family who have tripped and fallen, and which one of us has not. So I'll not judge him, but it doesn't help him for a guy who already is borderline and many – metrics that you evaluate a quarterback so listen he once he sits down with the nfl teams and maybe maybe they'll be square away with it but it doesn't sit well i wish he had accepted the senior bowl invitation i know it went out some say late jim Nagy, the senior bowl executive director waited about a week or five days after the tragedy uh the, the georgia bulldog team experience uh and thought it would be appropriate to wait, and then it just didn't materialize. And Jim Nagy was disappointed Stetson didn't accept it. And I think I, I, would, I bet you Stetson's probably disappointed. I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him, and I don't know anybody that has. But I wish he had. Morty, you stunned that Ryan Grubb turned down the Nick Saban offer to come to Alabama and be the offensive coordinator? You know, I'm not because he, he got – he, he, he got a raise to go to two million dollars even before he interviewed, and you know it's he's you're at Washington, and you know I maybe the uh, he likes the West Coast, huh? Yeah, he, I think the West Coast thing he, he preferred. It'll be interesting. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't real surprised by that. More great stuff as always. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Yeah, have a good week. Have a good week. And uh, wish, uh, go AFC, go NFC in this flag football game. That they're <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Thanks, Morton. <laughs> Bye. ESPN's Chris Mortensen every Wednesday. You're on the Buck Palooza Show. We appreciate it. Uh, it's fun having him on every week. Just absolutely awesome. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. 
There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 